Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is Danny Azuchugu, you know, outside linebacker for Purdue University. You're listening to On the Fence Side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solody. Welcome to another episode of On the Inside here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Paul and I are taking a look at the Dolphins' number 11 pick in the NFL draft, our top five list for that spot. But first, we're going to set down a couple of ground rules here. First of all, we're going to take four players off the board. We do this every year, and a couple of years it's come back to bite me in the ass because I had Deion Jordan on this, this list one year. He wasn't supposed to fall to the Dolphins at 12 that year. Another year, I had Laramie Tunzel off the list when Dolphins were picking 13th. Well, Dolphins ended up with both of them, and we had no segments to talk about it. But we are going to do this because it's just not worth the conversation of bringing them into the conversation for number 11. We're going to take four players off the board. Quarterback Sam Darnold, running back Saquon Barkley, guard Quentin Nelson, and defensive end Bradley Chubb. I think we're all in agreement that those are four guys who are not going to be available at number 11. Stranger things have happened, but not worth the conversation. Paul, are we also in agreement, too, that this may disappoint some of our listeners, or and a lot of other listeners will probably like this. Are we in agreement, too, that we're not going to have a quarterback on any of our top five list? We are, and for me – even if a quarterback falls to Miami and if there's only one of the top four available, I think that's a best case scenario. Uh, I think it's a scenario that Miami could immediately hop on the horn with the Arizona Cardinals, for example, and say, Hey, look, we know you need a quarterback. You're out there scraping the bottom of the barrel for guys like Brandon Dowdy at this point. So if a quarterback's available, I still don't think that's the option for Miami. It's not a target for me in the first round. We talked about this in our last segment. Miami needs to work on a developmental prospect, not come bring in somebody that is ready to start and won't be, even though if Tannehill goes down, the cupboard's bare. So, yeah, for me, I'm not going quarterback with any of my top five targets. I, I'm not either for a different reason. Is If the Dolphins had gone 4-12 and 12 instead of 6-10, and 10, and they were picking 3rd, 4th, or 5th, I would probably want to take a quarterback because I'd be thinking, okay, we may not have this opportunity to take in the top five, hopefully, for a long time. But if a quarterback falls to 11, and I don't think that they will, then I have to start wondering, okay, why did Josh Rosen fall to 11? There's some concerns about his durability and – concussion and his, his his attitude josh allen same thing with his accuracy baker mayfield with his height you would really have to have an agreement across the league that there's some hesitation about whether or not these guys could be franchise quarterbacks and i would hope the dolphins have that same hesitation i think it's worth bearing and bringing up here because we're going to get into our top five list paul who comes in at number five on your list i kind of hate making this pick here for number five it's Using fan speak like a lot of fans out there have. I've been doing a bunch of mock drafts. And because of the way the talent is laid out in this draft and Miami's needs, there have been a handful of times that all of my top four were gone for the number 11 pick, and that's even with none of them being a quarterback. So for me, I went with V to V. 
I, I do think he's going to be a heck of a talent at the next level. I think he's got some special tools. I just don't think he's as big of a need for Miami. But if he does come in, he'd be an impact player right away. Your rotation at defensive tackle does get stronger. I just don't love the idea of going with, with, with Vita V in the first round at defensive tackle. I like snagging those late to mid-round draft picks at, at the position, and I like using them situationally, which is fine. Yeah, Vita Vea it reminds me a lot of former Dolphin Paul Soliai. You know, and, and number five on the list, list for me was pretty hard. The first four were, were kind of were kind of easy for me, and they might have been easy for you too, Paul. My number five will be Leighton Vanderesh, the linebacker from Boise State. I have him. I had him very close with cornerback Denzel Ward. Went with Vanderesh, even though he might be projected low, lower overall on my overall board. But it's a bigger need at middle linebacker. And when I look at him, he's somebody he, who won't be able to turn and run, run with wide receivers in the slot, but he can size up with tight ends, cut down passing lanes, and I think he, he'll be a benefit against the pass because of his size and his awareness and just getting in those lanes. He's compared a lot to Brian Urlacher. Uh, I don't quite think he's that fast. Brian Urlacher was a safety at New Mexico State, but he does carry his weight very well, 6'4", 256. Interesting story, played eight-man football in high school. It was very raw at Boise State, but really put it all together this past year. Four sacks, four forced fumbles, three interceptions, five passes defended. If you watch the movie Waterboy, he, he looks like the linebacker on the, the Cougars team, a guy with the cross eye. He, he kind of gives that feel when he's out there, kind of that caveman-looking looking, looking feel. But he can run, and he's very, very productive. So, He's one that's a little bit off the page that if the Dolphins pulled the trigger at 11, everybody would be upset. I probably wouldn't be one of those people, but it would be still a shock there at number 11, as would anybody after these first four. Paul, number four on my list, I'm going to go with with Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker from Virginia Tech. Turns 20 the week after the NFL draft. He's the son of former Dolphins tight end Farrell Edmonds who caught a lot of touchdowns from Dan Marino back in the late 80s and early 90s. I've heard a lot of comparisons to Anthony Barr out of UCLA. He's tall, he's thin, he's raw. But the Vikings were able to turn Barr into a two-time pro bowler because he has that size and that range. Um, And he's not just a size-speed athlete either. I mean, he had 30-and-a-half tackles for loss over the last two years at Virginia Tech. He's going to be a little bit more of a project than probably the top two or three guys on my list, but he's also somebody at 11. Man, you you really got a lot of high upside there with Edmonds. Paul, who's number four on yours? I'm actually in agreement with you at number four, and and it kind of rolls naturally into my number three, but I'm with you. I loved Ferrell Edmonds. Ferrell Edmonds was actually one of my favorite players growing up. Uh, We did a voice of the fan with the Dolphins about – certain picks and Ferrell Edmonds was a guy that I struggled not to mention as a favorite. But for me, Roquan Smith at at number three on my list is is actually the better, more comfortable, ready to plug and play fit for the Dolphins. He's better in pass coverage, but can still cut down those running lanes as well and really can make plays all over the field. And I love the idea of pairing Roquan with uh, Raekwon on the Dolphins defense, not because of the name similarity, but just because I think that gives Miami two very special young linebackers to make plays all over the field going forward. And as you mentioned in a previous segment, you're in a two-linebacker scenario so much of the time in the NFL at this point with everybody going nickel and dime so often with spread offenses. 
So I think bringing him in allows Miami to even explore the possibility of, of trading Kiko Alonso during this draft and seeing if they can just go roll with what they've got as young talent. Yeah, well said on that. And Roquan and Raekwon would be 21 years old growing and growing up together in the middle of the Dolphins defense. My number three is going to be Minka Fitzpatrick. When Fitzpatrick, I think, has been typecast a little bit as lacking that really high upside to be a top five pick, and he might that might be true. But for the Dolphins at 11, if if they're lucky enough to see Minka there at 11, the, the odds are not great, but it's quite possible with all these quarterbacks uh, supposed to go at the top. He could fit a lot of different roles. At Alabama, he played only 17 snaps out there in the boundary all season long. So for a team that would be looking for like a pure outside boundary cornerback, like a Patrick Peterson or a Richard Sherman type, this probably wouldn't be your guy. But the Dolphins could use him immediately as a free safety, get creative with T.J. McDonald, or in a worst-case scenario, he's your third or fourth cornerback, and he's on the field half the time as he continues to grow up uh, throughout this defense. He's 6'1", 201 pounds, uh, ran a 4.45, was a five-star athlete coming out of high school. And I, I could see him lining up all over the Dolphins' defense. And it seems to be a common theme with a lot of these players here on this list. Not only are they great athletes and, and great football players in college, but they also have a lot of versatility, too. And with that, number two on my list is going to be Derwin James, the safety from Florida State who, as a safety, I believe, has a little bit more upside to him. I, I reject the idea that Derwin, that Derwin James is an in-the-box strong safety. I, I think he absolutely can play single high safety, but he can also be a movable chess piece. I could see him at 6'3", 215, lining up with Ron, Rob Gronkowski. And, man, how you could potentially control the matchups there against New England if you've got Derwin James going up against – Rob Gronkowski. And then at the defensive end spot, you've got that four-man DN rotation putting pressure on the quarterback. So very interesting. Uh, Derwin James, he didn't quite, quite reach the upside he could have at Florida State. They struggled a little bit as a program. Uh, he had some injury problems that are now, that now at least seem to be in his rearview mirror. But when I look at Derwin James, I, I see him as potentially one of the big stars of this draft class, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Paul, who's number two on your list? I'm actually going to throw my number two and my number one out kind of in tandem here. Uh, they're, they're two guys you've already covered a lot of on your list, and I go back and forth between the two of them as, as to who I would want more and, and for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. But for me, guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James, I just love what that's going to do for Miami's defense, the fact that it gives you – three safeties that you can have on the field at the same time and line up in the box, line up across from tight ends, and, and really have a movable defense with the same personnel that you can do a lot of really special things. On top of that, for me, a Derwin James or a Micah Fitzpatrick, who may not fall to the Dolphins here. Let's face it, a lot of mock drafts have both of them going in the top ten. I don't want to trade up and go after a guy. But that gives you somebody to pair with Rashad Jones in the long term because T.J. McDonald is not a long-term answer here. He's a few years plug-and-play. But it gives you somebody to pair with Rashad Jones and then take over that role in the defensive backfield once Rashad Jones is, is either gone or retires in a few years. So for me, it may not be the top need for this team, but it's the top talent that's going to be available to this team potentially. So Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James are almost 1A and 1B as opposed to 1 and 2. 
at the top. So who would be A? If you had to pick, Paul, who would be A and who would be B? Right now it's Derwin James would be A and and Minka Fitzpatrick would be B. But if you asked me an hour ago, I might have had it reversed. And if you asked me an hour before that, I'd have it back to this again. So (laughs) there's a lot of special things. It's more of a flavor for what Miami wants in the defensive backfield. Yeah, these top four guys for me, Edmonds, Minka, Derwin James, and now Roquan Smith is number one on my list. I've shuffled them for months now for the Dolphins, and I don't think you can go really wrong either way. You can make a great case for any of them. I I have Roquan as my top guy because, again, this is a player that you can insert into the lineup from day one, and you may be taking your linebacker position from a D plus to a B with one pick. Roquan and Roquan has a great ring to it. And now you've got those two guys out in the field and your third linebacker, it could be Chase Allen. It could be Stefan Anthony long-term. It allows you to cut Kiko Alonso, thank God, after the year. And you've really got that position set for a while. I see him having the same impact as a lot of other linebackers drafted in the teams. I actually think Roquan's a little bit better than the players that I'm going to list, and that's Ryan Shazier, Thomas Davis, who just got suspended but has had a great career, and C.J. Mosley. These types of players plugged in, made Pro Bowls. I see the same thing happening with Roquan Smith. To me, the two most important things at linebacker in today's NFL are instincts and speed, and he's off the charts in both of those. He's every bit the reason Georgia got to the national championship. And he can do some special things there in the middle of that defense. He's not going to be the big thumper, but I don't want a big thumper, a linebacker. We saw that last year with Lawrence Timmons and several years before that with Danelle Ellerby. Let's get somebody fast to make this defense faster in the middle of the field. So, but to piggyback on that, Paul, which is something you said earlier here, of, you know, I'm not sure. Are they probably not going to be there at 11? Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick you're, could be right on that, but I'll tell you what. When you look at the board and you look at the Dolphins picking 11th, it's pretty safe to say there are going to be at least three quarterbacks taken in the first 10. I'd be shocked. No, I'm not shocked, but I'd be a little surprised if there weren't four. That is, so if you have that, if you have four quarterbacks off the board, and you've also got the three that we took out of this conversation, Quentin Nelson, Bradley Chubb, and Saquon Barkley, now that's seven off the board. I also don't see any way Denzel Ward falls to 11 because just about every team drafting four through 10, their biggest need, one of their biggest needs is going to be cornerback. And Denzel's been the one flying up boards. I, I see him going in the top five or six picks too. So now those four top players that we've talked about who are Roquan Smith, Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Tremaine Edmonds, one or two are then guaranteed to be there. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. And in a lot of those fan speak mocks, like I referenced earlier, the scenario where none of my top four were still there at number 11 and I had to go Vita V or Vita Via, that was a scenario where a quarterback was still available. And, and as we've talked about a lot this offseason, I don't want a first round quarterback here. I don't think it serves this Dolphins team. I think they've got a handful of needs that if they're able to plug them effectively in this draft and then be a free agency after the draft, suddenly this is a very competitive Dolphins team so long as Ryan Tannehill stays healthy for 2018. So I want to see Miami start filling needs while also being able to go best player available here. So I think if Miami knocks his draft out of the park with Ryan Tannehill under center, 
that's the best scenario for this team in 2018. We don't need another scenario where we've got fans chanting for Baker Mayfield, who I'm not as sold on as some other people. I think he's going to be a decent NFL quarterback. But we don't need another scenario where people are chanting for a lesser quarterback during the season here while we've got Tannehill under center. I, I think that is our best bet for 2018. Interesting. Lesser quarterback referring to Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and I think we might get a chance because I think Baker's going to go three to the Jets. Uh, I think they traded up for a reason and they were confident he's going to be there. So we'll really be rooting for Baker Mayfield to fail in that situation. You also may want to take a picture of this podcast here because it's one of the only ones where Paul and I, unless something crazy happens, are pretty in favor of not trading down. I don't think we've ever in four or five years seen a trade down that we don't like. Uh, we like accumulating picks. But here, after the first 10 to 12 players in this draft, it is a steep cliff in, for the talent drop-off after that. So I, I see the Dolphins staying pat at 11, taking the best player available. I think that's the best direction to go. And you can follow Paul and I on the Fin side on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. side. It ain't the left side, side. or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.